time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Welcome, I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, and today we're talking about risk takers. Are you one? Uh, And we're going to talk about how to see if your tolerance for risk matches your plan and Boy, what to do if that balance is out of whack? We're going to help you with all of those different elements of the risk conversation on today's show. If you're new, uh, Glenn is a registered financial consultant. He joins us each and every week as the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. Uh, Can meet with you from anywhere virtually by going to roadmapfinancial.com and click the free consultation button. He's based out of Greensboro, North Carolina as well. Glenn, great to be with you this week. You ready to talk some risk on today's show? Yes, sir, Walter. Let's do it. All right. Let's dive in. We're going to see if your risk tolerance matches your financial plan. What should you do if that balance is out of whack? And if you're a natural risk taker, well, then what should you be doing when it comes to your finances? Do you listen to that voice or do you have to work against it a little bit? We're going to kind of explore all of those angles as we break down the role of risk in your financial and retirement plan. So to get us started, Glenn, I'm curious what percentage of your clients consider themselves to be comfortable with risk, and then what percentage consider themselves to be maybe risk averse? Well, Walter, I mean, I, there's not that many clients that I have that are really super comfortable with, you know, with the idea of a lot of risk, particularly in retirement, right? At the same time, you know, I, I think that there, I mean, there are some who are, you know, really super risk averse, right? You know, it's just like, okay, it's like, I, no matter what, we can't, you know, we can't lose. We, you know, this is what we've got. And, you know, and here's where we are. You know, there's some middle ground there, right? It's just like re- folks realize, you know, hey, you know, I need to have, I need to have some possibilities of, of things, you know, you know, at least some portion of my portfolio needs to be growing, you know, into the future as, you know, and so forth. But I just, you know, I, you know, I'm not really sure where I am, but I know that, you know, throughout the working years and I was, as I was saving for retirement, you know, that, you know, I I was willing to take a few more risks. And I know that basically I have to kind of curb that, but, you know, let's explore what those different strategies are and figure out how to, how to balance it all. And I think that's more of what I see, you know, it's a very, very small percentage of folks that are, that are really wanting to swing for the fences and take lots and lots of risk. But at the same time, there's not that many people that are just like, you know, that want to put it under the mattress, you know, at least folks that I see. Right. I mean, I think I think that when, you know, when you when you know, when you're talking about folks who are, you know, coming, you know, coming into retirement years, those two extremes, I think they probably are kind of almost do it yourselfers to a large degree. Right. It's like, you know, somebody who's really going for it with lots and lots of risk. You know, they probably they're probably one that doesn't want to talk to, you know, a financial advisor or whatnot because they because they they know what they're doing, you know, so to speak, and they're going to do what they're going to do. And then others, it's like, you know, it's like, hey, well, I'm, I'm risk averse. And it's just like, I don't really trust anybody but myself. So I'm going to make sure, you know, I'm going to make sure that it's that it's safe and secure, you know, and, and then you have that extreme as well. So it's 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 typically somewhere in between that. And, you know, and it's finding the right finding the right balance. And, and, and quite frankly, Walter, most people are pretty open to the idea. They just they're just trying to understand the strategies and how, how do they get from here to there, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And I think that's wise to approach it that way, Glenn. So when you take an, a look at people's risk and, and their portfolios, how often does somebody's portfolio match what they feel about risk? Are they usually spot on or do you find things are out of whack? No, I mean, I, I think I think typically, you know, when you know, when you're when you're meeting with folks for the first time, there there needs to be some adjustments, right? Because it's like you you kind of think in terms of there are three phases of of your financial life, so to speak, with particularly when we're thinking about you know retirement and saving for retirement. 
right? You have your accumulation years, you know, your working years when you're putting money away, you're trying to grow that nest egg as big as you can. And then, and then you, and then you transition, you know, later in life, you know, just before you retire and then after you retire to the preservation and distribution years. Right. And so those preservation and distribution years, you know, mean a lot of different things. I mean, there's different strategies, there's a different mindset, you know, and obviously, you know, positioning your money in such a way that that it you know, that you can preserve, you know, and then you, you know that you're going to be able to have that distribution or that reliable income, you know, throughout your retirement years. And that that those kinds of strategies and that kind of planning and that kind of positioning just is, you know, is is altogether different from the accumulation years. And so typically, you know, as, as folks are making that transition, there there almost always needs to be some some sort of a shift in terms of making it more appropriate and age appropriate and you know where you are in life. You know, it's almost always to some degree out of balance just by definition, because it's like, you know, you're you're moving into a phase of, of life that you're that is that is new. Right. And so it's just like when you're moving into something new, that means, you know, that almost always means that there's going to need to be some change as well. And so that's what we kind of see as a, as a as a pretty normal scenario. That makes a lot of sense, Glenn. I'm curious for people who maybe don't know how much risk they're taking. Some people have an have a thought and then it ends up being out of whack. Some don't even know in the first place. So how can folks tell how much risk they're taking if they don't know in the first place? Well, I mean, there's a there's a variety of things that we can do, Walter. I mean, you know, there, there's there's some there's different you know types of risk tolerance, you know, tests and quizzes and things like that. But there's also just kind of looking in terms of it's just like you know, you, if you stop and you have a conversation about you know what you know what has it been like during your you know during your. Uh, during your saving for retirement years, right? You know, and if you if you've experienced those you know, those wild you know rides you know of, of of the roller coaster, so to speak, where you know things you know you know go to high highs and then they go down to low lows and then they hopefully recover and so forth. Most people, as you know, if they've been if they've been saving for retirement for for a long time, they've experienced a lot of that, right? And there's, you know, and those, those kind of things, you know, when, when you, when you do have those, those big corrections and, and downturns and whatnot, when you're in those accumulate, those accumulation years, then, you know, you think in terms of, well, now that's an opportunity, right? You're able to, you know, to buy more at lower prices and, you know, and then, and then be able to, you know, to have that, you know, go to work for you, you know, as, as things recover and as you move towards retirement more. But, you know, when you when you start to when you stop and think and say, OK, well, now you're you're at a different place in life. You're either you're either in retirement or you're close to being you know, in, in a place where you're going to retire. You know, well, let's just take a step back and think about the portfolio that you currently have and, you know, the volatility and the ups and downs that, that it takes on. If you were having to, to, to draw money out of that of, out of that account, you know, for your regular, you know, income you know, stream for, you know, for your day to day expenses and your monthly and your monthly cash flow. Would you be comfortable with that, you know, with, you know, with all of the ups and downs? And when people start thinking about it in those terms, they, they begin to realize it's like, huh, OK. And then you and then you can actually look at, you know, you can look at historical, you know, things that have happened, you know, where you've had those ups and downs and you can say, OK, well, if you, you know, and again, you know, history is not the, not the same thing as the future. But, you know, you can you can take a look and see it's just like, you know, as, as we as we talk about the economy ebbs and flows and so do the markets. And, you know, if you if you take an example and you say, OK, you started with X amount of dollars and if you had this type of a scenario and the markets turned down and then they turned back up and you were and you 
drawing money out, you know, at this at this pace, you know, what would that look like? And it looks a lot different when you're pulling money out versus putting money in, right? It's like, you know, you, we, everybody's, I think, or vast majority of people are familiar with the idea of dollar cost averaging, you know, of, of you know, of buying, you know, shares throughout, you know, throughout time, regardless as to where the markets are. Um, but the idea of reverse dollar cost averaging is just as real when you're in that retirement phase. And when you start looking at that and, the, you know, and the possible results, you know, that, that, you know, that could happen, you know, with downturns and what that means. And so instead of instead of being able to put money in when, when things are down, you're actually pulling money out when things are down. The, the, the idea of, of, of how much risk you're really taking starts to starts to you know, become more vivid when you're when you really start looking at those those types of scenarios. Well, I really enjoy hearing about that, Glenn, because, you know, people go into this planning process not really knowing what to expect. And so especially if we don't really know what risk you're taking, that can be nerve wracking when you start having that conversation. So it's nice to hear how you then kind of walk people through that. I'm curious, though, because you've identified, uh, you know, in a couple of different points of this conversation that people often like the trend is that people are taking unnecessary risks often is what you find with their retirement money. Well, why is that? Why, why is that element so out of whack? Why are we so willing to, to have these unnecessary risks in our portfolio? Well, I think, Walter, you know, I mean, there are there is some element of folks, you know, that, you know, just inherently risk takers, right? You know, things have always worked out in the past, or at least they think, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, hey, you know, everything will be okay, right? There's there's some element of that. I think that's a relatively small element, but but it is there, right? That, that's some people. I think I think more of it though is is that, that that there's just things that are outside of folks' awareness, right? It's just like you know, there there are blind spots. Right. It's just like and if and if something is, you know, is outside of your awareness, you it's you, it's next to impossible to try to address it. Right. But then when you if, but at the same time, if you then bring it into focus and you say, OK, well, what about this scenario? And let's explore this. And it's like this is more of this is more of the what you're going to experience in your retirement years. And we need to make sure that we have preservation and distribution. And, you know, if these scenarios happen. You know, like they happen during your, you know, during your saving years and your accumulation years, you know, you, you know, you're not very likely to have the same outcomes. And, you know, when you start, when you start looking at that, I mean, a lot of these concepts and, 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 and so forth are not something that are, you know, that is, that is, that is right in, in, in main focus for folks as, as they're, as they're approaching retirement. I mean, they're, they're, there's some element of it, you know, and maybe they've been introduced to the concept and they conceptually and, and, and intellectually kind of get it. But there's a difference between intellectually seeing something and understanding that maybe that exists and then, you know, and, and then actually, so, you know, living it and feeling it and saying, OK, I realize that this is this is real. Right. This is I'm making this change. I'm making this transition. And now we you know, we you know, we've got to you know employ strategies to make sure that I'm going to be OK no matter what. And that my you know, that my spouse is going to be OK. And we're going to we're going to be able to do the things that we want to do. You know, when when that when those things are brought into focus and and pulled out of the blind spots, and you know, and, and you really start to address those things, then a lot of those unnecessary risks will get addressed because it's like it's like if you're out if you don't know you don't know what you don't know if that makes sense, Walter. Oh yeah, we uh, feel like didn't we do a show at some point uh, in the last couple of years the the unknown unknowns or something like that? I remember that being one of our one of our topics there at you, some point. There you go. <laughs> so that's, we're, we're, that's, we're, that's exactly right, and I think that's I yeah. think that I think that really is you know is 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 the vast majority of of when you come across folks that are that are taking unnecessary risks, they're just unaware. You know, typically very intelligent folks. 
but it's just, you know, it's just like, you know, intelligence is kind of an interesting thing, Walter, because, you know, everybody has, you know, I think virtually everybody in, in the world has intelligence, but it's, but, it, you know, most of their intelligence is, is in the area of their expertise and where they focus their attention. If you suddenly have something brought into your focus and into your attention, you know, intelligent folks can, you know, can catch on to that and say, oh, okay, I do need to do this and I do need to do that. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's a matter of making sure that it's like, you, you know, you, you start knowing things that you didn't know before. You learn new concepts, you learn, you know, new, new, new uh, strategies and, and ways of dealing with things. And, you know, and then, and then that prepares you to be, you know, to, you know, to be ready for the future. Great points across the board there, Glenn. So I'm curious as we have this conversation, is there a way where we can, I don't know, don't tell me we can't have our cake and eat it too, Glenn. Is there a way that we can uh, maybe have a significant reduction in portfolio risk, but without also significantly reducing those opportunities for growth? Is there a way to have it have kind of both sides? Well, Alter, I mean, that's what we plan for, right? I mean, we we're looking we're looking for the you know the you know the, now here's what I would say is is that you're gonna you're gonna have different types of diversification. I think almost everybody is is familiar with the idea of diversification, but I like to think in terms of is is that there there are, there's a concept called you know retirement diversification, which comes into other scenarios. It, 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 one of the things that we think in terms of is, is, you know, diversifying in terms of timeframes. You know, when are you going to need the money? Do you need it like right away in the next six months to a year, you know, one year to five years? You know, is, you know, is it longer than that? Is it, is it 10 years away or, you know, out? And so you're going to need different amounts of money through, you know, throughout your, throughout your lifetime. And the, you know, and the money that you need, you know, wet, you know, well out into the future, you know, well, that, you know, that, that has more time to, you know, to, you know, to withstand the ups and downs of different, you know, different things that might happen in the economy and in the markets and whatnot. So that type of diversification is important, right? There's also, you know, there's also other, other risks that are, that are out there. You know, that we've talked about it a number of times in terms of, you know, in terms of future taxation risk, right? Virtually everybody that, that, that I talk to, you know, if we ask them the question, you know, what do you think is likely to happen in the future with tax rates? You know, I, I've, I don't know that I've ever talked to, you know, anybody who says, well, I think tax rates are going to go down. Right. I have talked to some folks that think that, that they're going to that they're going to kind of maintain and stay the same. But the vast majority of folks that I talk to, you know, think in terms of the, you know, the tax rates are likely to go up, particularly when we think in terms of, you know, what is the debt and the deficit of the country and what, are, you know, what are the obligations, you know, that, that, that the government has with Social Security and Medicare and all of those kinds of things. So we kind of think in terms of that, it's just like, okay, well, you know, we, we can, if we start to reposition, you know, some things we can, we can start to, you know, reduce some of, some of those risks that again, are kind of outside of your awareness. But at the same time, it's like, as we, as we do that, we can create other opportunities on the other side, right? It's, it's to, you know, to, to, to start to, you know, reposition and, you know, with risk reward and so forth. Same thing with long-term care. There's, you know, it's, it's, we, we've got to think in terms of, you know, what are the opportunities that you're really looking for when you're in the, your retirement years versus the opportunities that you were looking for when you were in your saving years, right? Because your, you know, your your outcomes and your goals and you know, and your thought process and your and your basic your life, you know, is it's a process, right? It's evolving. It's less like you, you know, you don't think about the, you know, the same things when you're 20 as when you're 60 or 70, right? Your, you know, your desires, your your needs and everything they they change over time. So it's like we really kind of need to think in terms of, you know, what are the opportunities for, you know, what are you, what are you needing to have happen and what are the opportunities that you're looking for to be able to, you know, to be able to make sure that, that, that you can take advantage of. 
Well, these are all great points, Glenn. Maybe to put a bow on this conversation, then uh, you know, let's just let's just take it back to basics. If I'm listening to the show, I'm interested in learning more about risk in my portfolio. What are some steps somebody can take? How can someone really know how much financial risk is appropriate for their situation and then apply it and make it happen? Right. Well, I mean, as, as you say, um, Walter, I mean, all situations are different. You know, there's no one size fits all. You know, it's it's a matter of taking a step back, kind of, you know, looking at it, you know, and very likely, you know, talking to a you know financial advisor or two that is, you know, that's really focused on, you know, on the retirement years, you know, doing doing some, you know, you know, some risk tolerance, you know, you know, quizzes and, you know, and, you know, and deep dives and whatnot. But, you know, after, you know, after all of that, I mean, you, you really kind of also got to think in terms of, you know, the, the basics is, is what is your, what is your day to day life going to be? What do you want it to be like? You know, what kind of expenses do you have, you know, and, you know, for, you know, in your lifestyle and, you know, and what are they going to look like, you know, now and a few years from now and then, you know, and beyond. And we, you know, you want to have something that is sustainable in terms of your cash flow and your income planning, right? It's just like if you're having to replace your, you know, your, you know, the, the income that you've been getting from your job and your career, you know, and you've got to now, you know, make, make sure that the, you know, the assets that you've saved and social security, possibly pension, you know, how does all that, how does that puzzle fit together? And how do we make sure that, you know, that your, that your lifestyle can, you know, can be as you want it to be and, and can be sustainable, you know, throughout. Those are kind of the beginning places to, you know, to, to start fig- figuring out how much risk you can take because that, you know, you, th- those are, those are those foundational pieces of, of, of what your retirement life is going to be like. I always like to say, you know, I mean, you, you know, you don't want to take the grocery money to Vegas, right? I mean, it, it's you, you want to make sure that you have, you know, that you have those foundations in place and, you know, and, and, and figure out, well, what can you put at risk and, you know, and, you know, and, and what is your risk reward, you know, to, you know, to that and making sure that you're not risking your, you know, your essentials and, you know, and, th- and that's a, and that's a process of, you know, evaluating, you know, well, you know, do you have, you know, you know do you have social security? Do you have a pension? Does your spouse have? Of, you know, Social Security and a pension. How do you start to put those things together? You know, and 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 then and then what other assets do you have that you know that you can that you can begin to supplement that? You know, and then make sure and kind of building your building your retirement income plan. That's the basics of the beginnings of your of, of what the appropriate risk might be. Well, Glenn, thank you for that breakdown. Very helpful. And if you have more questions about risk in your portfolio, I definitely encourage you to reach out to Glenn and you can ask further questions and get into more details about your specific situation. You can set up a time to meet with Glenn by going to RoadmapFinancial.com and clicking on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page. Or you can call 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. But again, the easy way to do it as well roadmapfinancial.com. Great discussion of risk today, Glenn. Thank you for your help, and we'll have another great episode on tap next week. Fantastic, Walter. Take care now. All right. Appreciate it. That's Glenn. I'm Walter. We'll talk to you again next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. 